Hey, beautiful people. This is Kenny B. You already know what your girl love. And Melly Mel. And you are listening to Black, Black on, on the Proud. Proud on 88.5 WCUG Cougar Radio. So you guys, today we will be talking about um, male-female relations in our Battle of the Sexes special. Um, we have a special guest today. I wish y'all could today. see my excitement. <laughs> yeah, we got a special guest today. We have uh, Stevan Lester in the virtual studio. Stevan, welcome, welcome. I appreciate Hello. it, Kenny. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. We had to balance out the, um, you know, the the, the genders because you know we got male. Kenny just needed somebody on his side. That's true. <laughs> Basically, I got he just things. wanted somebody on his side. No, y'all be trying to jump on me now, so I had to have some backup. I, I got you. some backup. But um, anyway, to get into our black facts today, I just want to list a couple of infu- at least some couples I feel are influential in the black community. And of course, looking at civil rights, you have Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King, who, you, of course, everybody has heard about them in history and how you know great they were for the movement and you know where we are today. And then we have uh, Barack and Michelle Obama, another powerful couple who has really been you know someone to look up to, especially in politics as far as our country goes. You know, the first black first family, monumental. And then we have uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z, who I feel are really on top of the game as far as um, pop culture and the music industry. So those are our three. I mean, there's more influential black black couples, of course. But those are three that I feel are, you know, on the top of the the top of the totem. So what y'all think about those? (laughs) Um, Before I say what I want to say, I just want to ask Mel, because we're we're in our virtual studio, so I can't see her. Mel, are you thinking what I'm thinking before I say what I'm thinking? Mm. Mm. Are you thinking Possibly. what I'm thinking? Okay. Possibly. Because <laughs> I was just thinking like Martin Luther King and Credit Scott King, yes. Mm-hmm. Barack and Michelle, yes, yes, black love. And not that I don't love B and J, but they when you got out. there, they they, I- <laughs> they they sticking it out. They trying. Okay. So when you got there, I was like, ooh, because lemonade is a thing, and lemonade was a thing because certain things her husband was doing was a I thing, mean, and nah, I'm just, I mean, ooh. I mean, nah, but I still, when you look at, the, at those two individuals, as far as what they stand for in the music industry, and like, just looking at them, it's just, you know, when I, when I look at Beyonce and Jay-Z, I'm thinking like, it's like between Beyonce and Jay-Z and then Barack and Michelle, like if, if we were to have a country and it was a um, one of those, oh, what's it called? Like a representative monarchy. I feel like Beyonce and Jay-Z would be like the king and queen. And then Barack would be the president and Michelle would be the first lady. If we had like a country that was set up like with that kind of government. That's how I feel about it. Wait a minute. <laughs> right, right. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're saying Beyonce and Jay-Z are above Barack and Michelle? No, 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 no. I'm saying Please that Barack clarify. and Michelle. No, yes. let me clarify. Let me clarify. Clarify. So if you look at, like, the UK, right, the Queen of England is just kind of, she doesn't really, she has some power, but she's kind of just there for the pictures and all that. And then you have the um, prime minister who actually runs the country. I feel like Barack and Michelle would run the country while Beyonce and Jay-Z are there for the pictures. Do you know who the prime minister of uh, United Kingdom is? I do not. <laughs> that, that, that is the problem. First off, you're not going to do 
Barack and Michelle like that. They are the king, the queen, the prime minister, the everybody. Yes. I mean, yes. don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like Barack I and Michelle Kenny, are... and you brought him to be on your side. <laughs> I kid you. I feel what you're saying about you know Beyonce and Jay Z, what they've done for the culture. I get it. That's I, what I, I'm saying. But, yeah. But and I ain't trying to you know make the floor hot off. Oh red, no, no, no. But I know about lemonade. But if we're talking about the King household. If you don't know, you know. All right, that. we ain't going there. We ain't going there. I, I mean, I, hey, <laughs> love Dr. King. I love Dr. Yeah. King. I'm just, Too far. I'm just saying, if we're going to be fair, we got to be fair. That's, that's all I'm saying. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying that Beyonce and Jay-Z, they're there for the pictures. And then Barack and Michelle are the ones who run everything. That's what I'm saying. But anyway. <laughs> um, Glad for the clar- clarification. Let's, yeah, we just had to clarify a little bit. That's all it needs. But um, let's hop into the, you know, discussion for real, for real. And let's talk a little bit about, you know, male and female relations, expectations, and, you know, all that when it comes down to, you know, being black in America. And yes, all that. because I will say, I just feel like, especially with this day and age of like, you know, so day and age, I sound so old, but like <laughs> with social media and everything, you know, obviously being a thing, I just see so many like uh these black women and the scenarios or i always see these uh black men don't know how to act and blah 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 scenarios mm-hmm. what where's the miscommunication coming from people I, i'm not understanding because i i'll be honest i love i love my black men i do now all of y'all at right a good amount of y'all at right. Not all of y'all at right. But I do, I will definitely say, I feel like there's a stigma where when black women think that every black man is a cheater, every black man doesn't do right by their woman. While I will also say, I feel like there are a lot of black men who, I'm trying to think of how I want to say it, who I don't want to say weren't raised to be able to handle a black woman, but can't, there are certain black men that I feel can't handle the power that is instilled in black women. If okay. that makes sense. You want me to get... Stavon, you, want to... Stavon, you got something? Boys? Yeah. Let me, let me just say something. Look, look, something, something. Um, first off, yeah. I completely understand what you're saying. Um, right. And as black men, we don't really help ourselves um, when we go out and do, you know, stupid things or, or degrade our black women. Um, but I honestly, I feel like, number one, social media has really corrupted the whole relationship scene. Mm-hmm. Because in, especially in our generation, you got a lot of people that are just doing it to be seen on social media so they look good together. Um, and so you got to find something that's real. Number two, and I don't mean to get all deep, like, you know, so early in the show, but it's one of the main reasons why you have these issues with black men is because the the father's not in the household, right? And so when the father isn't there, there's no one to show them how to treat a, a lady. You know what I'm saying? And what are the proper protocols when when dealing or when you're interested in a lady per se? And so you have these young men growing up and who are they looking toward? They're looking at the rappers, they're looking at the basketball players and they looking, oh, this this is what's popping. They got all the females or whatever. And so that's what they aspire toward. And we wonder why, you know, we have these issues now is because, well, 
for the first 18 years of their life, they ain't really had nothing to, you know, model off of. I'm not making an excuse for it, but yeah, it's, it's, it goes from that to now this toxic, toxic masculinity trait that a lot of men have now and where we were, we're supposed to be connecting with one, one another. Now we're beefing with one another because number one, we don't want to talk about the fact that we have issues and scar tissues from when we were growing up. And then number two, like I said, social media. So we going up, you know, feeling like we got to be, oh, yeah, I'm that guy, you know what I'm saying? I got to be popping and all that. And now when it's time to get uh, vulnerable or authentic with somebody, we can't do it um, because we got to keep up our persona. So, I mean, that's not all black men, but I, from what I've observed from dealing with some of our brothers, that is a consistent trait in the black community. Okay. I'll, I'll say this though. Go ahead. While I don't disagree with everything that you said, because I do agree with what you said to a certain extent, but here's my question. I totally sympathize and I understand the idea of black men that grow up without fathers. And, you know, I definitely agree with the statement that, you know, only a man can teach you how to be a man. Women can only do so much. I definitely mm-hmm. agree with that. But I still take issue with the fact that even though there are those black men who didn't grow up with black male figures or black fathers to teach them how to be a man, you grew up with a strong black woman who Mm -hmm. should, I'm assuming taught you how to treat a woman. So then you got some of these little black guys out here sagging their pants, thinking they can talk to girls any kind of way, thinking that Netflix and chill is like the only concept of communication. And it's like, I understand needing to be taught how to be a man, but I'm not understanding being raised by a strong black woman and not showing the woman that you lay down with the same respect that you show the woman who raised you. Now with that, I will say that part of it is um, you have to look at, cause it's not all black men. I think that's, that's a big thing. And I agree with that. I agree with that. Because you it's have, because it's not, and you have a lot of uh, black men who, will treat a girl respectfully and you know they are, have been raised the white the right way and they they want to ha- have a, a woman that they can you know treat and and pamper and all that kind of good stuff but those black men at least i feel are overlooked a lot of times by black women that's one thing that i i definitely see a lot because i mean i have friends who who talk about how they they want a girlfriend but every time they try to talk to a girl it's like they're they're not what that girl wants, but at the same time, they're somebody who is, is in the position where they can treat a girl with the respect that she deserves. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's part of the issue as well, is that, you know, a lot of black women, they say they want a black man who does this, that, and the third, but then the black man that, the black man that they chase is not a reflection of what they just say they want. That's good. <laughs> not y'all getting teaming together <laughs> that's the whole point that's the whole point <laughs> okay i mean i'm not i'm not disputing the argument that mm-hmm. black women don't expect a lot because you know i will say i don't agree with certain black women who feel like they got to have they man come with a six-figure job and a car and they got to have this and have that. I don't agree with that statement because I feel like whatever you're looking for, you should be able to match. And I agree with that mm-hmm. with women and with men. Yes. I agree with that with both parties. Whatever you're out there looking for, you need to be able to match that same energy. Now, me currently, I'm looking for no man with no six-figure job because 
I'm a struggling college student and I'm unemployed unless mm. I'm seasonal. And that's mm. just my reality right now. But what I am looking for is somebody who has an ambition and somebody who has a plan because that's what I have. Somebody I got who has dri- a drive. Yes. Somebody who has goals. I can build together. We can grow. Saying, okay. But right. I think that's what Kenny was saying, though, because like there are a, a lot of black men out here like that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I would say like we fly under the radar. You know what I'm saying? We Definitely. don't. We don't got to do all the most, you know, on the gram or whatever. We don't have to dress the flashiest. But if you really start to talk to some of these brothers, they got their head on straight. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We don't know how to treat you like the queen you are. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, can but, y'all get a bat signal or something so we know where y'all at? <laughs> mm, <laughs> not a bat signal. <laughs> An alarm? Something? We out, we out here. Trust me on that. We are out here. Um, but I don't know. It's just like... I don't know. It's just they they get constantly overlooked. Like I know when I was in high school, we used to have this like saying where you know all the good guys get hurt, and so all the good guys mm-hmm. turn into dogs. And then when everybody turns into dogs, the ladies be like, "Oh, where are all the good guys at? Oh, we exactly. was here, but y'all played us. Y'all ain't take us seriously. Oh, so now we turn into the dogs that y'all played us for, and now ain't nothing left over. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm not saying I'm a dog. I'm not saying Kenny a dog, but that seeming to be the consistent. Uh, pattern. Cycle. Yeah, it's like, you know, oh, well, she ain't paying me no attention and I got my stuff together. You know what I'm saying? So, but she playing old dude who got a nice car but no furniture in his house. So, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> That's not it, be- not the no furniture. Ew. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know about all that, though, because I understand what you're saying, but I'm also like, men do women dirty, too. And women, at least Though I'll say at least the women I know will still give the next brother as much of a chance as she gave the third one that did her dirty. So when is it unacceptable when you got men who are consistently treating their woman wrong, but yet at the same time expect their woman to have their back, be they ride or die, do this, do at what point is that unacceptable? Because I understand. Yes, I understand the concept of a girl playing a guy and messing him up for the next girl. But I also feel like more often than not, the guy turns into a player before the girl does. Because my last dude might have hurt me, but my next dude's going to get the best of me. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, my answer always going to go back to social media because... Mm-hmm. That's a big like, part Y'all can't blame everything on social media. No, that's, a big part of it. that's a big part it, of it. It's the, yeah, it's the mindset that comes behind social media. Like, trust me, if you are in a toxic situation, by all means, please leave. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, do do not... I mean, before folk get attacked. But I know for me, like, I... One time, we'll see, depending on the severity of the situation, <laughs> if I come back, but... The second time, I'm like, oh, you think I'm stupid? I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to let myself stay in that situation. And then I take time to heal, make sure I'm good before I can hop into something else so there's not a whole bunch of, you know, trust issues or nothing like that. And so I do, I do think as, as black men, we do need to do a better job of calling our own brothers out, you know, when we see that. Because, and just like with all the protests that are going on, they're like, your silence is your approval. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I know old dude is cheating on this girl tonight, you know what I'm saying, and I'm not tripping about it, I'm acting like everything is okay, then I'm basically saying, hey, you know, I, I should do the same thing. So I think you did present a challenge where if we do see it, we do need to speak up. However, it's like, 
I don't know. I just know me and my circle, we don't, we don't really move like that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I see where you're coming from. And I think part of it, it goes back. Like I say, if you look, for, if you're looking for the right person, you wouldn't have to worry about something like that. That's true. Because if you get somebody who has enough sense to, you know, treat his woman like we've been saying, like like the queen she is, and treat her with the respect that she deserves, then that wouldn't even be an issue. But those aren't the those are like like if Stevan said, we fly under the radar, and nobody's really looking at you know the ones that have the head on straight, but the ones like you described that are out there, and they may like you said, might have a car, but have no furniture and have things like that. They are the one, at least that's how I feel, are more likely to do things like cheat and be a player and stuff like that. Because, and going back to social media, it's all about, you know, the show. So if you if you get somebody who was on social media and they always post about this, that, and the third, trying to impress people, then it's, it's a given they probably are one that will cheat because they are trying to, they're trying too hard, for one. But somebody who's kind of just, you know, laid back and they're not really trying, they might get somebody and they won't even tell nobody. They might just be doing their own thing, being happy, and just enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's part of it as well. Yeah. I just, I just feel like, I feel like, okay, because Kenny, you got your boy, y'all, y'all team, me and Mel over here. I will say, I think one thing that we all as a group can agree on is there are definitely double standards when it comes to men and women, especially in the black community. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you a prime example. One that's been bothering me the last couple of weeks. Now, we're, we all by now have heard Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion's new song, WAP. We've all heard it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. And what I just found very interesting was so many people have come out and been like, they're disgusting, their lyrics are so ver- vulgar, they're so awful, they're they're too intense, and da 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 But at the same time, y'all didn't have no problem back in the early 2000s listening to no Little John talk about to the window, to the wall, and you know the rest of the song. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, it's just crazy to me the double standards that it's okay for the man to do it. It's okay for the man to talk about his Lamborghinis and him going to the strip club and messing with girls in different area codes. But when women do it, we're unladylike. We're vulgar. Thoughts? We're degrading ourselves. What was that? I mean, and this, I'm probably not the best person to speak on this because of, as y'all know, I don't listen to a lot of modern music because I think it's all mess. Um, but, I mean, that's just the truth for me. Like, I don't if it's uh, I don't listen to the music where it's you know black men talking about disrespecting women and having a million women and all, and that then third. I also listen to the, um, songs like WAP. <laughs> so for me, I'm probably not the best person to speak on it because I think all this, all the songs, at least in that whether it's a man or a female that speak on those kind of subjects, aren't very amusing <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Um... I can say for me, I definitely completely understand where you're coming from talking about the double standard. Um, but as I've matured since my freshman year, I'm going into my third year here at CSU. Um, yeah, kind of what Kenny said, I really don't even try to entertain like like that type of music anymore. Like I love rap, yeah, but if I'm driving and they really talking crazy, like I'm quick to just change the song. Same I don't care beat is, you know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah, that stuff starting to mess with your mental and mm-hmm. people are numb to that. And there, there is a double standard, like, you know, because society, and I'm not excusing it at all, but I'm saying, like, you know, over the years or the decades, centuries, it's always been, you know, men is just, men are the dominant, you know what I'm saying? We have our way, the Neanderthals of the world, you know what I'm saying? And the way 
the world was set up was for, hey, when we come home, we need this, this, and this, and this. And so as we have progressed as a society, women have stepped up and said, no, put some respect on our names. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I feel like that was, though I don't listen to the song, like I haven't even heard the full song, but that, yeah, that song was like, hey, put some respect on our names. Like if you can do it, we can do it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you expose yourself saying that like you're a favor of the devil standard if you got a problem with me and Meg saying this, but turn around and go listen to the baby say this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I get it. I, yeah, I'm not the best one to answer why that the double standard is or, you know what I'm saying, how I feel about it. Because, yeah, at the end of the day, for me, when I'm trying to, like, wind down my day, I ain't trying to listen to that. I, I just feel like, and, you know, and I'm going to say this statement, and I'm going to give y'all an opportunity to give your rebuttal, but I'm just going to be honest. I feel like, if we are not that it's a comparison and not that we have to be like, well, I'm this and you're like, or whatever. But I definitely feel like black women have it worse. Like I'm, and I'm not in any way excusing the fact that it is hard being a black man in America. Cause trust me, especially now in today's age it is extremely hard being a black man in America. And I acknowledge that, but I still feel like it's harder being a black woman because we are at, in comparison to literally everybody else, we are the bottom of the barrel as far as appreciation, as far as job security, job pay, basic respect and decency for a human being. Like black women are at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that. We're lower than y'all. And y'all don't even get the respect y'all deserve. Now, with that, um, and I'm not, not going to disagree with you necessarily because I don't know what it's like to be a black woman in America. But one thing that I will say in certain um, in certain circles, I kind of see where, like, I, I definitely understand, like, as far as, like, um, when it comes down to working, I can definitely see what you say as far as, um as far as um, like the pay thing, and I, I could definitely see that. But one thing that I will say is that at least for me, looking out, um, I see a lot of times that black women end up being able to move a little further up than black men, a little faster. Um, being, I'm trying to word this right because word, please word it right. <laughs> I'm trying to word it right because I want to say like one thing that I that I will say, that I I'm trying to say is when it comes down to like hair, for example. Now, I do see, like, especially, like, corporate America where black women have to, like, you know, straighten their hair and wear wigs and things like that as far as rather than wearing their natural hair. But one thing that I will say is that a black woman with a, natu- with a long natural hairstyle, that's more acceptable than a black man with a long na- natural hairstyle, something like that. Um, and that's kind of where I'm kind of looking at it. Um, and even when you look at things as far as, you know, how black men and women are perceived, I feel like even when it comes down to like, you know, all the police brutality and things going on right now, not that black women are not affected by that because I mean, look at Breonna Taylor. But one thing that I will say is that black men are perceived as much more of a threat than a black woman as well. Mel, what you think? <laughs> oh, well, I can see that. I, can, I honestly, I can understand like where you're coming from with that. But at the same time, it's like I kind—I feel like it all goes back to like 
finer with social media, as he was saying. Sorry, Lauren. I'm very Girl, sorry. You on my side, <laughs> but but I feel like being a black woman and being a black man in America, we're each going to have our own independent individual struggles. So there is no there is no no more one struggles more than the other. We struggle together at the Definitely. end of the day. I do see that, and I feel like that's one thing we have to kind of understand as well. Is that at the end of the day we all black people? Like you know I don't feel like America's always stepping on our neck is a is a entire group. I don't feel like we should be battling at who has the worst struggle. I feel like it should be how can we help support each other, each other. and get through this struggle. Your struggle isn't greater than mine. My struggle is greater than yours. We're both struggling. We're both at the bottom of the totem mm-hmm. pole, no matter what anybody says. Definitely, we have to see past. We have to see past that and grow from it. That's good. Yep, definitely. And one I would thing, say I, I would say I agree. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how I want to word this because Mel's on my side. She's on my team. But mm. I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I think my frustration with it is almost like, because I don't know what it's like to be a black man. I'm speaking from the perspective of a black woman where I feel like oftentimes, just like with the, you brought like the Breonna Taylor thing. I feel like oftentimes it's a struggle being black, regardless, like whether you're a man or woman, it's just a struggle being black in America and dealing with the persecution and the nasty remarks and stuff that you get from other races. But then it's also like, I go to my job with a bunch of white people and deal with that all day and deal with somebody trying to tear me down that isn't my race. But then I come home and I get on my social media or whatever and I get it from my own people. I get it from the people that are Mm -hmm. supposed to be my brothers that are supposed to have my back. And Mm -hmm. that I think is where the issue comes Mm -hmm. in. And I'll say it's probably the same way for black men too, where it's like y'all go to y'all jobs all day and y'all deal with somebody demeaning you and tearing you down and then you come home and you got some black woman telling you that you ain't a strong enough man or a good enough man or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's where I take issue with it, where it's like I deal with other people tearing me down all day, then I gotta come home and I gotta deal with my own people doing the same thing to me. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I was actually just gonna touch on, uh, I was just about to touch on was that, and, and maybe you kind of touch on it as well, and it's that like within the community, we all are black people. And I feel like, and that goes into everything that we've talked about in all. I feel like there's already, like America already has its standards on the black community, but then within our own community, we have standards for each other. And I feel like that's where the issue comes into play, especially when it comes down to like, um, I know black men, we're looking at like colorism, you know what I'm saying? Where, and I see that on both sides. I see where, I mean, you see it on TV, but then just within our actual, um, you know, community and the way I see people interact, you have a lot of black men who are looking for like, you know, light skinned women and they don't want darker skinned women. And I see the same thing on the black, on black women's side where they want a light skinned man rather than a dark skinned brother. Not um, all of us. I'm just I saying. Mean, not, 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 not to generalize. Not the women in this studio, but go ahead. <laughs> this is not to generalize at all. This is not to generalize at all, but it's just that it's something that I saw see present. Even like with hair, um, I, I hear her black men say things like, you know, black women, they be having nappy hair and this, that, and the third, and they want, uh, I don't know why, but they would want a woman with just straight 
hair, <laughs> but and it's beyond me. I, I tell you the truth, but I, I feel like that's another problem that we have within our community is this double standard and it kind of more of a colorism thing that we have within ourselves. Yeah, I would definitely say, especially like with that comment. Sometimes I like you know, like you see like those little videos or whatever where like the black guy is like, "Ooh, I want a girl that you that has this and has that and the." the and sometimes I just wonder, what do y'all think black women look like? Like genuinely, what do y'all think we look like at the end of the day? Like when we get ready to go to bed. Because mm-hmm. the and retainer you- in the mouth, the bonnet <laughs> on the head, the hair put in plat, that's full on real. If you if anybody has ever seen like how to go with murder mm-hmm. and like the scenes where Viola Davis takes off all her makeup and takes off her wig and everything, <laughs> that's what we really look like. And that's what y'all need to understand. And to be honest, I feel like that's that's like a sign of maturity. Like mm-hmm. if guys are still looking for that. I mean, I mean, hold on. I understand guys are still looking for that, but like all that looks fade away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's the truth. Looks that's just what it is. Looks fade away. And I would much rather I'm not gonna say much rather, but I'm I'm not the one, I'm pretty sure Kenny's not the one either, to just go off somebody to look and be like, oh, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta get to know her. You know what I'm saying? Like, because at this point, we're all at ages now where, you know, we're hitting our 20s and stuff like that, where the mindset should be, okay, I mean, ain't trying to settle down, you know, get married right out of college or anything, but how can I find, like, who do I want my potential partner to be? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, mm-hmm. does, what do I want that to look like for me? And... I feel like far too many times, and I'm bringing back to social media because so many people are trying to flex and look good for these relationship pages that they go after who looks good to the eye, but it's not good for the heart. And then mm-hmm. we wonder why divorce rates are 50%. Because mm-hmm. you never know what happens behind closed doors. Look mm-hmm. at yeah, and I will say, I feel like, especially with you touching on divorce, I just feel like black love is so rare these days where it's, it's it's so rare where you see black couples who are successful and who are genuinely happy and it's like I think especially like and I won't even say it's a black thing I'll say it's like a young thing where I think a lot of young people don't understand that a, being in a relationship does not mean that you are happy Monday through Sunday every day of the week every day of the month, every day of the year. That is not, and all those like Instagram relationships that y'all always seeing and everything, I want I want listeners to be very clear. That is not what a relationship is. It's not. A relationship is work. A relationship is arguments. A relationship is growing with each other. You're not going to be happy every, you're not going to be happy all day, every day. That's just life. Mm-hmm. Like that's not even a relationship. That's just anything in general that's life. You're not going to be happy all day, every day. But I think what makes you want to stay with somebody is the pros outweigh the cons. If your pros don't outweigh your cons in that situation, then you might need to reevaluate. But being like, oh, they upset me today or whatever. I don't know how to be in a relationship. Y'all just a little dramatic. I'm just going to be honest. It's yeah. a little much. It's definitely a thing of maturity, like Stevon said. Um Yeah. People have to like right up. now, everybody's so quick mm. to give up. Yeah, oh, and that's why I think you say like you know divorce rates are, are so high because it's a lot of people who are who think they're just in love, you know, after being with somebody for two weeks, 
And then um, I think another thing that's a problem is that sex is so important to people. You know what I'm saying? Folks want sex like right now. And I you feel like talking. that puts you in a very complex situation. And that's how folks be in college with children and things like that. And it, and it turns into a cycle because folks is quick to be in the bed. They get in the bed. Now somebody pregnant. Now the, the dude, he don't, he, he work at McDonald's or some, something like that. And he can't take care of no baby. So he be done ran off. Then the baby got to grow without a dad. And then it ends up being another brother who don't know how to treat women. So it's a cycle that has to be broken, if you see what I'm saying. And I feel like that's the real question we need to ask ourselves is how do we break this cycle? and start to build those strong black relationships that are needed for the next generation or even our generation to be able to move forward, especially right now with everything going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything, everybody being against us right now, we have to start building foundations for a better future for our community. So that's why I want to ask y'all, how do we break this cycle and start to build better black relationships? I will say from, let me take, let me take it back a little bit from what you said with, you know, trying to break the cycle and everything. I 100% agree with, yes, we need to break the cycle. But one of the things that I think that we can do better as a community is taking accountability. Because, like, I, I still agree with your statement. I still agree with what you said. But also, I know Black men who grew up with that lack of a male figure in their lives, and they still know how to be respectful. Mm -hmm. They still know how to treat Black women. They still know how to go out into the world and be a productive human being or a productive black man. So I feel like while, yes, some things are, you know, you're a product of your environment, it's also a simple fact that we all need to learn to be able to take accountability. Uh -huh. And I feel like, especially with young people, there's such a lack of accountability where you need to be able to take accountability for your actions and the way your actions affect other people and affect other events. You know what I mean? Like, that that one situation or that one thing that you said to somebody, that caused a chain reaction for other things. But then you can't turn around and be like, well, I'm a product of my environment. At some point, that excuse doesn't work anymore. At some point, it's you need to take accountability for your actions and realize what you need to do to better yourself in order to better your community. Well, I, de I definitely think that that excuse, like you say, is, is long over said and it's long overused more so. But more so my point is, I feel like that is to some extent true. And I feel like it's, it's unfair to our black women to have to raise, you know, their sons and daughters alone. And, and, and more so what I'm trying to get at is, you know, we have to have a strong, you have to have strong black families. We have to break that stereotype of, you know, the single black mom. I mean, I don't, I think that like black women are really strong. I'm not going to lie to you. Black women are, are and you guys know, because you are black women. So y'all know the child is strong people because it takes a lot, especially like, like I said, raise a child. It takes a lot of effort and a lot of work. But my thing is that it shouldn't be, you know, a, 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 it shouldn't be a one-sided, you know, battle. It shouldn't just be one person on that team. It takes two. You know what I'm saying? And my thing is, yes, you can still come out of, you know, a single parent household and be successful and have some good sense. I'm not saying that, that, you know, that that's impossible. You know, what I'm saying is how can we break that cycle so that, because I, I feel like it's very, it still is important, you know, for our, our black boys to grow up with their, you know, fathers in their, you know, life to that same extent that you see, I mean, I see all the time, you know, white, white families on TV and it's a nuclear family they call them where it's the mom and the dad and the brother and the sister and they sit at the table eating cereal and all that kind of good stuff. 
But why, why can't we see that, you know, in, in the black household? Because that is important for a child's development. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is, how do we break that? So not necessarily the, the thing as far as, you know, black boys growing up and not knowing how to treat women because they didn't have a, fa a father to teach them how to be a man. Not necessarily that, but how do we get the family together to a point where, you know, the children can develop in the, in the ideal way? I think it, it's not one of those things. Like I said the other night, it's not one of the things that's just going to, oh, let's do this, and a magical, you know, mm -hmm. surprise, we fixed it. You're dealing with decades upon decades of issues, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying, and things that have been embedded in our culture to where people have gotten used to seeing a, a black household like this, you know what I'm saying? And you got to get, got to ask your point, you got to ask yourself, you know, is that even what black culture even wants? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, because even within our race, there are different aspects to our culture that weren't different things. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. if you want to see that change, and I, I, I'm with you, bro. Um, listen, it was just me, my mom, and my sister all the way until I was eight. Then she married a phenomenal guy who's not my stepdad, but I look at him as my real dad. So I know both sides of the playing field of, yeah, my mom, my mom's strong black woman. I mean, she came out of college. No, she dropped out of college, had two kids, and still had a corporate job making 60000 a year, you know what I'm saying, by herself. Mm. Then she got married, you know what I'm saying, and I saw the other side of, now I got a strong black man in my, my household. Now, they struggled after that, but you know what I'm saying, like, I, I've seen both sides, so I know the effect of having a dad in the household and having a mom, you know what I'm saying? Um, but it all starts, like she said, with accountability. Black, our, our, our culture in general has a lack of accountability, you know what I'm saying, especially, like, with everything that's going on right now, if we're so quick to point a finger at somebody else, right? But there are still issues within our own people that still got to be addressed. You know what I'm saying? Things that we got to do ourselves. So we don't even find ourselves in that predicament. You know what I'm saying? Now, like I told you the other day, Kenny, it, now we're going to be the ones to address that. I don't, I don't want nobody who ain't in my, my shoes to be like, oh, you need to, no, nah, because that ain't your business. Mm -hmm. We'll be the ones to address it. But the question is, when do we do that? When do we start to pull back the veil on a lot of different issues? Because if we don't, then you'll just keep having the same cycle that we've been seeing. I don't doubt that people have had these same conversations that we had now talking about the black household. You know what I'm saying? But because there was no shift in culture and, and you know, the way that society has moved, has moved away from that, you know, two-parent household and kids. It's like, is that even really realistic for the masses, if that makes sense? That's it. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see what you're saying. Like, like I said, Rome wasn't built in the day, you know? Right. So it, it will take time and it will take, and I think part of it is, you know, being the example. I feel like if you see more, and like me, and I know that uh, Lauren, you also, me and you are both like really into film. And, and Mel, you're, uh, you change your major to film, you know, we're really into films. Yes. And I think that um, making, that's where, I, I personally think that's where a lot of it starts. Um, because, I mean, we went back to social media a lot in this, in this discussion. And, I mean, even in, like, uh, Stevon, you know, the, the uh, 100 black men, what they see is what they'll be. And what a lot right. of people look at is social media and TV. So the images that are on those platforms needs to be of a strong black family. And then that's what people will inspire to have. Well, I definitely agree. Well, yes, but it all depends on how that TV show is created. Because obviously, like, you, you can't, I'm sorry, but you can't learn nothing from Disney because Disney make it a picture perfect family. But it's really, 
I like to see TV shows and movies where it's, it shows that struggle, you know? Like, it's not, it's not all picture perfection, happy ending. Like, it's not always going to be a happy ending. No matter, mm-hmm. like, you can, you can start out as a strong family, but sometimes at the end of the day, it might not work out for both parties in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there should be TVs, shows and movies where it depicts like, yeah, that's sep- that the separation happens. But now what do you do for the, for those kids who look up to you and you walked out? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. it should be like, yeah, there's a split, but I'm gonna still be there for my child. Cause there's a lot of movies where the relationship is good and there's a split and then they never come back. Mm-hmm. I feel like there should be movies where there's a split, but that man is still going to be there for that child or that woman is still going to be there for that child, no matter what the separation is. Now, I, I see, I see where you're going with that. And I do, I do believe that that is something that should be shown, but the only, only thing that I want to push back on is I feel that if people are in, are, if we have things out that, you know, inspire people to have a strong family, it goes by the whole discussion we just had about choosing the person that you want to be with. If you choose a person that you want to be with based on the right reasons, you don't have to worry about a split because it, it it should not happen if you choose somebody based on the right reasons. If you choose, I mean, it, based, it should not happen. I mean, in a but it's not world, guaranteed. In a perfect world, it's not guaranteed. But I feel like if we start showing people the things to look for in a partner, then it's a very less. It's very. It's more likely that people will work out problems. Like like um, Lauren was just saying, you know, relationships. And, and, I mean, both of you just said it, that relationships aren't perfect. There are fights. There are arguments. But and it's and like we've been saying, it's a level of maturity that has to come into play, and a level of understanding you have to have to be able to get through those hard times. Because like I said, like Lauren said, you're not gonna be happy all the time. But we got and and, it, and I do see what you're saying as far as showing that a relationship is not gonna be happy all the time. But we should show people working through a fight, and then coming on the other end together and stronger than they were before, rather than showing mm-hmm. the separation. And I understand, like as far as showing separation and still being there for the child, but we need to be there for each other's sake as well. Because mm-hmm. that's, I mean, separation in general. I I, I know we, we're supposed to be wrapping up, but separation in general is not good for children. The whole when that like when you're talking about like custody battles. Um, when like when there's a, a situation where the father isn't just walking out and they still want to be in their child's life, a lot of times women push the father. This is a conversation fun. We not might need to do a part two of this <laughs> because I'm about to go into a hundred conversation. But I think it, I think it's really because I was literally gonna say like mm-hmm. I'm I'm a child of divorce. Both of my mm-hmm. parents are children of divorce. Most of the people I know are children of divorce. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I will say while I didn't grow up with I didn't grow up in a two-parent household the lack of that showed me what I want Mm -hmm. because I did not grow up in a two-parent household and because I saw what divorce did to my family and did to my parents Mm -hmm. that makes me even 10 times more be like when I marry somebody I'm trying to marry that person and be with that person for good Mm -hmm. and that makes me want to work harder at building a foundation of a relationship before I get married. So that once I'm in a marriage, we already got that strong foundation built. And maybe I won't end up in the situation that I grew up in. And maybe my kids will grow up in a two-parent household. So it's like, I see your point, but I'm also like, that's not the case for everybody. Because I know mm-hmm. people who grew up, children of divorce, and have loving marriages and are happy and are stable. Like that that's the case for, I feel like, 
we're shown the negative more than the positive sometimes in situations where, oh, you're a child of divorce or you're from a quote unquote broken home or whatever. So you're automatically destined to have that same outcome for yourself. More, I feel like more times often than not, that's not the situation though. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, you know, it's all about, you know, breaking these cycles. And like, like I said, Rome wasn't built in the day. So it's going to take time and, uh, you know, a lot of effort, a lot of, and that's why I say, I think that with us going into, you know, a, a position where we'll have that platform through, you know, film and media to put out those positive images that will help with breaking these cycles. But, you know, all in all, I think definitely we have to have another conversation about this because, I mean, there's a whole other beast to it. Um, and I think continue, continuing to have the conversation builds that platform for change, if you know what I'm saying. Um, Stavon, we definitely want to thank you for joining us today. Um, and putting in I think your Kenny insight. definitely wants to appreciate you <laughs> <laughs> for being on his side. I'm thankful for it. I appreciate it. Yes, mm-hmm. we really appreciate you coming out. Uh, and we appreciate you all for listening to Black on the Prowl. Um, make sure you guys turn tune in, not turn in, but tune in next week to Black on the Prowl on WCUG 88.5 Cougar Radio. Bye, y'all. Bye. We out.